Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. KJ and Lions on WEEI. So... I'm not saying he is 100% going to be a success. He has to get a quarterback. What we saw this year First thing I asked you is break. evidence of even the greatest coach on the planet in the history of the sport is not immune to a brutal quarterback situation. Even he will lose his job because he hasn't been able to figure it out at that position. So if Mayo doesn't find a quarterback, he's going to be gone. W-E-E-I, 617-779-7937, text line 37937. I agree with Phil Perry of NBC Sports Boston. Gerard Mayo needs to clean house, quarterback, offensive coordinator, former coach's son, all. They got to go if you're going to have a real chance to turn this franchise around fast. Yeah, and I think, like there's some guys I do want to stick around, especially on the defensive side of the ball. But we talked a lot about the reasons why the Patriots got to this place. And I think a big reason is the drafting and the personnel that they've brought in. But another huge reason, player development. Nobody on this offense, KJ, is a better player than they were last year or the year before. Well, and that's a the, huge problem. Well, I think the other part of it is no quality free agents on the offensive side of the ball decided to come here. Remember when Devontae Parker came here? It was like, well, he had a couple of great games against the Patriots. It's like, yeah, but he wasn't playing any games, and he was like the sixth receiver for the Dolphins. Like, suddenly your sixth receiver and your division opponent is now your top receiver. Yeah. So I think, I think the other part of it, John, is are the better developed players willing to come now than they were with, like, let's just call it what it is. With Mac Jones under center. Maybe, and but I, I still think that, like, again, they weren't bringing in good enough players. Like, swapping out Juju Smith-Schuster for Jacoby Myers, big mistake, right? Cole Strange, he was good after the bye week this year, but other than that, he's been wildly inconsistent this year. Like, investing in Trent Brown is your key left tackle for this year when he wasn't fully motivated. And, look, I know he played well most of the year, but, like, that I didn't love either. And, again, none of these guys got better. Like, that's a huge issue with your offensive line coaching, your running backs coaching. And that was another, I think, really underrated piece of the dynasty, right? And and Brady and Belichick deserve most of the credit, and there was a lot of Hall of Fame players. But you had the best offensive line coach in the league in Dante Skarnecchia, an elite-level running backs coach in Ivan Fierce, both guys who were here for over 30 years. You had good receiver coaches most of the time that the dynasty was you know, still winning Super Bowls, including Chad O'Shea for the last 15 years or so of the dynasty till he left after 2018. Like You had all these really good 
assistant coaches. And now I look around and I just I don't see that. even Nick Cayley, who was a good tight ends coach for many years, he left after they didn't want to make him the offensive coordinator before you know, 2022. So it's something that they they need a rebuild, at least on the offensive side of the ball, of this coaching staff, regardless of what they do at coordinator. So Thursday night I was on our sister station, 94 WIP in Philadelphia, with our buddy Sean, my buddy Sean Bell. And he had asked me, when did you know that Belichick was going to be gone? And I told him, honestly, I thought Belichick had another year. But if you had asked me, when did I know that Gerard Mayo was going to be the guy is when it was announced that one of the media companies here started eliminating. They eliminated a position covering the Patriots. Yes. I was like, oh, I know a fr- I know a format change in this industry. I know when, oh, you're going to start playing R&B. <laughs> Not as many resources go to that. So I guess the question really is, and I think a lot of the fan base has to come to this understanding. There has to be a point where you can't have the reference points anymore because there's no Belichick, there's no Brady. It's now the Gerard Mayo error. And when I look at what happened yesterday in that Houston-Texas game and what the Texans have done with with uh, with D'Amico Ryans and a C.J. Stroud, do you almost think that the Crafts are saying, this is what we need to do? Could they have been talking to Nick Casario, right? Like, this is what this guy has done for the culture. This is what this head coach has done for this culture. This is why they were able to turn it around so fast in Houston that Gerard Mayo could be the next D'Amico Ryans and the quarterback would have to be taken in the draft. And I think the other piece, and I'm glad you mentioned the quarterback, because and look, I'm not trying to take anything away from D'Amico Ryans, but the Texans drafted two players in the top three. And one is their best offensive player in C.J. Stroud, and the other is their best defensive player, or one of, in Will Anderson. So okay, it's so, like, wait, I think so that, you need to that, that too. Well, John, in fairness to that, you do have Christian Gonzalez. You do right, have a returning right. Matthew Judon. Right. You have an emerging Christian Barmo, Barmore. So there wasn't. there's no defensive issue here. You have a playoff defense. Yes. Flat out, you have a right. playoff defense. So all you need to do is have a playoff court, get a playoff level quarterback, and I think now what you see happening in Houston is going to allow for some free agents to come and play with this new quarterback, sure. depending on who it is. If it's a facsimile of Mac Jones, you can give me all this story about Drake May. I can point to you that Drake May did not have as good of a season that Mick Trubisky did in his last year at Carolina and Mitch Trubisky played tougher opponents than what's in the ACC. So you can't sell me on Drake May. I think Gerard Mayo and whoever his staff is going to be is going to lead this team into what's the current future. Well, not current future, but what the future of the NFL, which is here now, and that's where the Patriots need to get to. Yeah, and I wonder, because here's the thing, right? Like, we know Gerard Mayo, mostly like his defensive philosophy, right? He's coached, he played under Belichick, he's coached successfully, under Belichick, we've kind of seen a little bit of his style. Like, you know, he's not as aggressive as Brian Flores was, but not as conservative maybe as Matt Patricia was. A little bit in the middle. He's a big believer in, yes, scheme, but also just good players. He's even said that publicly. But we don't really know that much about what his offensive philosophy is. Like, maybe he looks at it and says, you know what? I like the Patriots system. The players just sucked. Or maybe he looks at it and says, you know what? We need a whole new type of offense like what Ben Johnson did in Detroit or Kevin O'Connell did in Minnesota and, of course, the originators, Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay out on the West Coast. Like, maybe he looks at it that way. And I think that's what we're going to find out, I think, KJ, over the next month is what that philosophy is. And I think that's largely going to tell us what they do in free agency in the draft. Who does he hire to be his offensive coordinator? Who does he hire to be the assistant coaches on offense? Then who does he target – early in free agency because maybe Mayo's a guy who says, 
I want to build it like San Francisco and have a bunch of great players on offense and plug a quarterback in who just won't screw it up. Or maybe he looks at Houston and says, yes, they have Nico Collins and Tank Dell who are good, but the key to it all is C.J. Stroud, right? They had Nico Collins with Davis Mills, and it didn't work out so well. So maybe he – that's, to me, KJ, a huge unanswered question here. And I think there's merits to both sides of that argument, but we kind of know what he thinks of defense and and what directions he might want to go. We really don't know – what his philosophy is for offensive football. But I think that's advantage crafts, right? This is where regaining the control of the team happens, where it's the crafts. And and maybe it's Jonathan, maybe it's him talking to other executives about who may be that next offensive coordinator that they come to an agreement, them and Gerard Mayo, that here's a guy we target versus, okay, this is completely going to be your decision. I would be interested to see where Eric Bieniemy's name flits, fits in with their, all the changes going on in Washington. Because if you bring that offensive style here and you can get a quick pop where you can get a return on your investment, this team starts to become offensively explosive, can can make a run towards the playoffs, and say in two years, Bieniemy's gone, that's fine. Now you may say we trust Gerard Mayo completely to go make the decision for who he wants for offense because I don't think he's going to be given that much autonomy over everything over the team, not when you're just coming back from just reacquiring control over personnel of the team. Yeah, and maybe, maybe, and look, I don't think the Crafts are going to tell him who to hire on his staff, and if I were Mayo, I wouldn't appreciate that. But I but bet do you, you have, but do you but, have the cachet to be able to pull back? I, but I, I think if you're Mayo, you probably spoke to them about what your offensive philosophy is, right? right? So maybe if, like, for example, just Keenan McCardell, right, receivers coach in Minnesota. Maybe Mayo really likes what they're running. He calls his buddy Brian Flores, who he played for, and says, hey, how is this guy? You coach with him. What's he like? And if Flores says he's good, maybe that's a guy Mayo will want to bring in and run an offense that way. Or maybe he just wants to keep the Patriots offense as is but improve the personnel. And I bet you, KJ, they've already had that conversation. Like maybe Mayo talked to Bob Kraft and said, hey, I think the offense we're running is good. The personnel is just bad. Or, hey, I think the offense we're running, it's too complex. It's a little outdated. We need to change things up, and i got to bring in some people from the outside. I I would imagine they've already had that conversation. I think it's a pivotal conversation because that conversation is going to determine who the assistant coaches are, who the offensive coordinator is, who you target in free agency, and who you target most of all with that third overall pick in the draft. I think Mayo would have to take it up the tree. I, I really think it's it's like in this industry, like if, you, if if there's a morning show change or you're putting together a morning show, sometimes management says, well, this person we've already targeted and we know some intel and we'll want to see how it works out with you in our system We because this is a person we've had an eye on. So that I, I just think it's one of those things that Mayo might have to submit maybe a couple of names, maybe two or three names, and then sit down with management and say, okay, we approve this. Just it's the early stages. I don't think it's going to be like this forever. Some people may not want to hear that, but I think if you're hiring the guy who's the youngest head coach, you're you're replacing the legend. Never been a head coach before. We'll get into that conversation about the whole thing with Vrabel, and I would give an example to show that why Gerard Mayo should be the guy. But you've got a youngest head coach, first-time head coach, second most valuable franchise in the league, going through lean years. You're not going to want to just say, okay, what do you – we, we admire what you think. We want to hear what you think, but we might have an answer. and We want to see how close or if you hit upon the answer that we have in mind. So 
it, it, like it, we got to even get to the conversation about like the GM by committee. Like that's that's it's all. This is such a fascinating story for this franchise that has been so rigid and constructed together. Everybody knew their role, and now here we're in a situation trying to guess whose role is what. KJ and Lions, W E E I six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven text line three seven ninety three seven. Let's trim with John. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. This is KJ and Lions on WEEI. KJ and Lions, WEEI, good Sunday to you. 617-779-7937, text line 37937, still to come, oh, playoff tree. Yes, we now see how teams are moving. Look, John, John, we were texting back and forth last night about watching this Chiefs game, man. Did you watch it? I did. Yeah. I Did I watch it on Peacock? Did I? <laughs> did I? That I, I? I will have no comment on did how I? the game was consumed. Did I? Just I just say that I watched I saw the game. And here's the thing. What a um, slap in the face, too, to NFL fans. Well, no, like here's we're going to make you buy Peacock to watch a playoff game. It's bad enough you have Thursday night football on Amazon Prime, but yeah. now we're going to make you buy. Well, Prime is free with your Amazon another, Prime service. Now we're gonna, but you're still paying for Prime. It's but you get in order to watch shipped it. to your house for free. It pays for itself. So I, I understand what you're saying, John. Now you're telling me a playoff game, not just a regular season game, a preseason game, a playoff game. You have to pay extra money on top of your cable bill or however you get your TV. You have to pay extra money to watch that. And I know locally in Kansas City and Miami, they show it on their local TV, so those fans right. get it. But to me, it's just such a slap in the Channel face. Channel 41 WHSB in yeah, Kansas City. It's just such a slap in the face for NFL fans that week in and week out consume this product, make the league worth tens of billions of dollars, those two individual teams worth billions of dollars, and now you're telling me for a playoff game? You're going to tighten the screws on me, so I have to pay an extra five bucks or whatever it is. And even though it's, yeah, five bucks. You know what? Frankly, KJ, some people maybe don't have that extra money y- yell to at pay the cloud. for it. Yell at that cloud. Some people may not have that extra money. And even those of us that do, like, don't I pay enough 
to consume the NFL and be a fan, and now you got to make me pay extra to watch yeah. a freaking playoff game? Now, like, I think the, that is just such a slap in the face uh, you to know NFL I like, fans. You know I like to play executive on this show sometimes. If they came to you and said, we're going to give you $110 million for one game, and it's between market 30 and market 11, do you take the $110 million? I don't million? think, but uh, look, I understand what you're saying about market 30, market 11, but the Chiefs, because they're two-time Super Bowl winners in the last five years, and you have Mahomes and Kelsey and, and Swift and all that around well, you them. you said a key word there. Like, it was all, the number one downloaded app last night. Was right, Peacock. so I, I understand, like, I... Logistically and financially, I, I get it. I really and she do. Wore an illegally made but jacket, it's just a such a slap in the face to all the loyal NFL fans out there. That's something that's been free for the last sixty five years. Now all of a sudden, people have to pay extra money for. I just think that's gross. To yeah, be some honest guys. With you. And yeah, I get it. You didn't have to gross. take someone out to dinner. You just go over and meet her parents, and that <laughs> you were married. Like things do evolve. Like, I get I, it. I, I understand what you're saying. But I think the other I'm side of, of the, I'm a man of the people, KJ, as you know. And I'm just thinking all the people out there that either couldn't watch this game or just, you know, got slapped in the face over this. I'm just saying if there's a will, there's a way. I, I, I understand. I don't agree or disagree. I understand. But I also say there is a will or a way. Let's go to Kenny in Richmond. Kenny, thanks for calling KJ and Lions. You're on WEEI. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How you doing, Kenny? Good. I'm calling to put my two cents worth in on the uh, coaching. And first of all, let me thank you, KJ, for going to bat, finally somebody going to bat for the coach. I mean, what this man accomplished while he was here, and the way that there are certain individuals that are talking about him like he's a fool. Why? Yeah, thanks for the call. Yeah, I think it's, what do they call it, recency bias? Like some people are more caught up in their feelings over the last couple of years, right? Hey, John, you're married. I've been married for over a decade now. And the whole thing is like, you can't be like, gosh, you know, my Christmas presents have really been off the last couple of years. It's not worth throwing the marriage out the window, right? Like financial things can happen and things can come up. You know, you, you don't, you don't basically, you have to look at the bigger picture versus just what just happened. And I think because we're in this recency bias society, right? Like think about this. Kim Kardashian is already old news, and she's not even, what, 35? I wouldn't even know. But, yeah, there, I know what you mean. You know. Yeah, yeah. She right. Was, yeah. So, yeah. Right. So, I mean, we'll run through. Maybe that's maybe not up the with wrong KJ term. Would be a right. good show. Oh, yeah. I mean, just pay me just pay me in, pre, in premium subscriptions and pay KJ Peacock. Kardashian. That, that would have a ring to it. Yeah, well, it would have a ring around it. Let's go to Jeff in New Bedford. Jeff, thanks for calling. You're on WEEI. Jeff, you're on the air. Uh, Jeff, tough break. How you doing? Good. Hello? Jeff, you're yeah, on the I'm air. Just calling, yes, I'm just calling about this thing about uh, you have to watch on Peacock a uh, football game, which before was just like on any other channel. You know, I just left the bar, and it was like, yeah, you watch the thing. He's like, no, because I don't have Peacock. This one's like, what the hell? You have to pay extra money now to watch football? Before was just, you know, the, the basics channels, ABC, NBC, ESPN, you know, stuff like that. Now you got to pay extra to watch a game. But Jeff, which I think it's BS. Yeah, Jeff, thanks for the call. Yeah, but I guess subliminally you don't realize that you're paying for Monday Night Football when it's not on ABC. You know, but you at least with Amazon Monday Night Football, like I'm paying for cable overall. So right. like I'm getting a hundred channels out of that, something I use all the time. And cable's been around for a very long time. Now it's something... Even extra on top of that, I have to but pay. See, that, that that's why your, I didn't like but it. But that was the time to really make the noise, right? Like, right. if you don't make the noise over that, 
then I can slide something in as well. It's it's like porch spending down in D.C., right? Like, yeah, we want to fix roads, and we believe kids are in school. We fix the kids in school and give them the books. And you slide this little piece of legislation that says in here, I should get lollipops every Friday and licorice on Thursdays. I don't know, put this in there. So when you sneak that, that's what happened with the Peacock situation. They were able to sneak it yeah. in. And the prime and, thing with Thursday Night Football, I think, look, paved the way for it, too. If you were going to do it, right, and if you wanted to appease the people, it should have been the Buffalo-Pittsburgh game, right? Like, take the, you, you, you know, don't take a, a prime time team, you know? Like, yeah. make it a Buffalo-Pittsburgh game where you barely see the wins, but the governor put a kibosh to that. Because I thought, there was a part of me that thought maybe in the midnight hour, they would use that the site of the Buffalo Steelers game as the Peacock game because the outrage was kind of swelling. It it didn't happen. Okay, so back to the Gerard Mayo situation, right? And last week I was saying how I really had an issue of some of these stories that were coming out about Mayo being difficult. And I mentioned that some men in this society have to go through these different hoops. And then you really started to hear the screams of, well, Mayo has no experience, and why didn't you talk to Vrabel? Let me put it in context and then tell me what the answer would be for most of the fan base. You can even call and tell me what you think the answer is. So let's say Mike Vrabel is on the staff of Belichick and has been for years, and Belichick gets let go, and Vrabel has a deal in place to be the next head coach. But Mike Tomlin becomes available. Is there screams to talk to Mike Tomlin first, or do you just roll with Vrabel? So I, I would want to talk to Mike Tomlin. I mean, that's a Super Bowl winning coach, right. guys who's been a head coach. And I think, look, the Vrabel Mayo, this is my thing. I like Mayo. I mentioned earlier in the show, I own his jersey. I think he'll be a good head coach. Right. And I know part of this was probably in his contract, so maybe they couldn't. I think the Crafts made a mistake not trying to interview a bunch of candidates and just get different perspectives. Because ironically, KJ, that's how Mike Tomlin got, got hired. Because the word was, and reports were, after Bill Cowler, Cowler left, excuse me, that it could have been Ken. Room, it could have right? been Ken Wisenhunt or another coach that was going to get that job. The Steelers interviewed around. They interviewed Bruce Mike Arians Tomlin. Name had popped up at yeah. that time. They interviewed Mike Tomlin. They loved him. Hired him. Guy won a Super Bowl. Went to another. He's been a model of consistency in the NFL. And I know he's got some critics in recent years, but he's been a model of consistency. So for me, I just I would have liked to have seen them, and I hope they do this with the GM position at least. But I would have liked to have seen them interview four or five guys now if they still wanted to hire mayo totally fine with me but at least maybe interview vrabel interview brian flores interview jim harbaugh interview ben johnson like get some different perspectives even if you don't want to want to hire jim harbaugh talk to him about the college game and how things are going and what he thinks the next trends are is that a waste of time because here's the i don't think so well here's the thing about vrabel one vrabel oh he messed up royal like he i don't think he's really picked up on how management will kind of do things because the word is he got fired because he came back for the red jacket ceremony. And the smart thing is, as long as you're an employee of somebody, don't show loyalty to another team while season is still in play. It doesn't matter if you play Thursday, whatever. You don't show up because your season's over and you're over there. Optics got you fired. And then the new people that you might want to talk to, the Patriots, they notice that as well. Like, so don't ever get caught with your mistress on television. Don't do not do that. You know, like, if you got one, cool. Keep it under wraps. But once you take it public, he became expendable in Tennessee. And I think he wants more control than what the Crafts are willing to I don't think the Crafts want to give up an iota of control in this next situation. So that's why I don't think Vrabel was in the mix. I think Vrabel would make more sense in Carolina. Don't give me, like, well, his owner's crazy and everything like that. Well, go get a couple billion dollars and make sure the owner isn't crazy. I think he could probably best reset a culture that needs a complete resetting. 
here, this is a rebuild, and I don't know if Rabel would be the guy for the rebuild. Where think about it, this is a four and thirteen team. Is it a really? And these are the type of record. Well, these are the type of records that a first time never coach before coach gets. It just happens to be the Patriots' turn. This might sound homerish, but is this really a huge rebuild, KJ? Like, because the way I and I keep going back to Houston, Texas. Have you seen the players out there? Well. (laughs) They have a playoff caliber defense. Okay. So if you get the quarterback right and you add, you know, let's just use an example, a guy like T. Higgins, but some pieces in free agency and some more in the draft, you could be what the Houston Texans are now. Like, you could be good in a year. I mean, the Patriots did it four years ago. They were 7-9 and nine with Cam Newton, and the next year they made the playoffs. Because yeah, initially they, they, you know, got the quarterback right that first year. It didn't work out long term, but he played well enough that first year. They got some no, other No, they got that right. record right. That's what so, happened. Like, I, I think the, schedule. the the issue is, like, I don't think they are that far away from being a playoff. Now, are they far away from being a Super Bowl team? Yeah, I think so. But are they far away from being one of the top seven teams in the AFC and making the playoffs? I don't think they are that far away. Now, they have a lot of work to do, but I think it's doable this offseason because their defense has been so good. And, and that's part of the reason... That, that I was hoping they would have just done a bigger search. Pro- Even if they ended up settling on Mayo and choosing him, I would have just liked to have seen a little bit more uh, of an you know in-depth conversation would have been. You, well, you know what the conversation would have been. There's no way because everybody would have been somewhat more qualified. So that's why but if you're there the were people you more qualified than Bill Belichick and they hired him in 2000. Like sometimes when you're the owner, you've got to step up and make the hard decision, well, which it looks like they did when firing right. it's Bill. An inter- it's an but, internal decision yeah. and companies do it all the time. Yeah, so that, I just I would have liked no, to have seen no big contracts feel like. Like I just would have liked to have seen them do a little <laughs> bit more of a certain. And that's not an anti Mayo take. Like I like him. I think he'll be good. Right. I just would have because who knows? What if they you know interviewed a guy like Keenan McCardell and then all of a sudden realized like okay we don't want to hire him as head coach but he's a really good offensive mind. Can we get him here to run the offense? Or hey, this guy has this idea. That's not this what guy he has for. this idea. <laughs> yeah. Right, but it happened last year with Adrian Clem. He interviewed for the offensive coordinator position. They ended up hiring for the offensive line coach. Like it can happen. But that's just, different if you often if right. you're offered if you're coming for the head coaching job and yeah. then saying can you come back yeah, as the coordinator? No, it it's is. different. You're right. right. It's a little. It is. But just my point is, I think you could have gotten. First of all, you may have found someone better. But second of all, you could have just gotten some different perspectives, which I think would only serve you in the long term. KJ and Lions, WEEI six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven text line three seven ninety three seven. We still have the Lions Den to come, and of course, remember at four fifteen. Kickoff playoff coverage here with the Packers at the Cowboys. It could be the Belichick Bowl. We'll see. And we'll look at the playoff tree here in about 13 minutes. Here's why I think Gerard Mayo is in the perfect situation, and this is the perfect scenario. If he turns around this team, and I think he will, you won't be able to say because it's a bunch of Bills players, especially in the offensive side of the ball. Two, if they do agree, because they're, to me, and I said this on WIP as well, the nightmare scenario to me is that Mayo becomes the head coach and Mac Jones gets to stay. Then I think that's too far of the overreach, and now you might have a, a situation where the quarterback knows that he has ownership's ear and the coach can't drive home his point when he needs to. Because if you're seeing Mac Jones doing the same stuff again, do you now have to go to management and say, hey, I need to go with the other guy even though Mac may be your guy? That, that's the other thing. That's the, that's the piece to watch if Mac Jones is still here. Does Mac Jones get another one one size, one crack at it all year next year? And you're going with Marvin Harrison Jr. and potentially wasting a whole year with him. Like, yeah, it's it's a, go it's a, a fascinating question, though, because what if Mayo really says, hey, I think Mac's good and I think Bill and Patricia and Judge ruined him? And, and the Crafts, I'm sure, would be open to hearing that. 
and because they like Mac. So, or what if Mayo says, "Sorry, guys, this guy just doesn't have it, and we got to move on." Like I think Mayo's voice could be really strong in what they do with that third overall pick, even though they're going to have a little bit of a different personnel structure. Won't be like when Bill was here and he ran everything and picked everyone. I think Mayo's perspective on the quarterback is going to make a or have a huge influence on what they ultimately do with that third overall pick. But you almost feel like because there's no real talk now, maybe they're maybe the crafts are hiding their cards on the GM search, trying to keep this very private because clearly if names get out there, man, people are just going to Did you see the uh, Schefter report yesterday that they might not hire one until after the draft? And I think that's just them talking, right? Because if you really believe they're going to do that with this big decision in front, like you're going to tell me like AI is going to to draft for the Patriots, right? Is Is that what we're thinking? No. I think you have to keep this so under wraps just because the process to some people has gone has gone backwards in the hiring of Mayo, right? That there's no GM in place, ownership has named the coach, and now they're going to go get the GM. The first thing that's going to be asking the GM is, what are you going to do with Mac? So I'm sure there's probably a little bit of placating going on right now. There's probably a readdressing with Mac in terms of his role and his standing in this situation. Sometimes when you remove the the object that seems to be getting in your way again, Bill naming Mac the emergency starter. That's a little petty tender grass right there. That's a little. It's a little there. So if you if that's removed, and now if you point to the Patrician, like, do you believe that Joe Judge is back next year? I don't think. Maybe don't. to run the special. I don't think Cam Accord's back, and maybe Joe Judge, but I, I wouldn't right. be optimistic. I don't think. That, do you that. really think that Steve Belichick is back next year? I think the best thing for Steve Belichick is to go somewhere other than the Patriots. That's also not with his dad, because I do think he is a pretty good coach, but. No, I, I shouldn't say nobody, but there's probably a lot of people, especially in hiring circles, that don't believe that because they right. say, oh, he was just with his dad with the Patriots forever. And if he stays here and is good, they'll be like, well, he's just with Mayo and it's the Patriots. Whereas if he goes to just, you know, Team X that he's by himself and he's still good, I think that'll do more to further his career than staying here or going with Bill. Right, and that's where I think Mayo would be able to leverage some pieces of control. If he wants to remove the elements of Bill that are still here, considering he's on the defensive side of the ball and he was there. I don't think the crafts are going to buck him on that. I think when it comes to the offensive side, that's why they say, oh, we won't name a GM until after the draft, potentially, allegedly. I don't believe that, but you can float that out there to make it seem like, you ever you ever hear the saying, I referenced this book, 48 Laws of Power. Some One of them is, you play a sucker to catch a sucker. So sometimes you put out the dummy information so people all latch onto that. So that way you can clearly focus on who you're targeting without a lot of the noise. Because if they knew who these, hey, I hear the candidates are this person, that person, and this person, then all of a sudden it's like, well, what are you going to do with Mac Jones? You got to take a quarterback. You got to take Marvis Harris. You got to take Joel. You got to do all these different things. And that becomes the loud distraction while you still have the new head coach replacing Belichick who's the youngest coach in the league. And so, I wonder, though, if they keep it, the longer they keep it quiet, I think the higher likelihood it's like Elliot Wolf gets promoted and they do it from within. And that, I think, is another subtle thing of them saying, we think the problem was all Bill. Right? Because the thing about it, if they we're, promote... We're reasserting our control. Sure, that too, I think it could be both, right? But Because I think if, if, you, if you fire the head coach, which, again, I, this was a dressed-up fire, a nice firing in the nicest way possible, but you fire the head coach and you promote his replacement from within, and then you promote the GM replacement from within, that's really you saying, we think it was this one guy who messed it up, and everyone else around him is okay, including us. 
So that's a, again, that's a, if you really want to so read into it. Maybe that's why these narratives are starting well, to, I, to if, float out. If you really want to read into it, I think that would be a subtle thing. And also, too, Elliot Wolf in his own right, highly qualified guy who's with the Green Bay Packers for 14 years. He was there, by the way, when they drafted Aaron Rodgers to replace Brett Favre. So he's seen how to identify good young quarterback. Or talent. a guy still sitting in the groom, green was, room. Yeah, right. He <laughs> was, And he was with the Browns. And now, of course, he's been here since 2020. So he's got some diverse experiences. The Packers always drafted really well. Like, so maybe he's that's an outside guy. Outside enough. Like he's an inside right. guy, but also an outside guy, too. Like, because your inside guys are going to be Steve Belichick, Bill O'Brien, Matt Groh, Joe Judge. So those guys, right? Like, if those guys were were relieved of their duties, I don't think there's going to be any issues from the craft saying, hey, this is too much to go. Because at some point, like, could you still have Steve Belichick on your staff when dad has been let go? Like, it's tough. Like, like you can't rent out your you can't rent out your upstairs unit to your ex-wife. Right. Well, you've got your current wife downstairs and the new kids. You're like, you can't do that. Like, as, as, as generous as that may seem, you can't keep them in-house. 617-779-7937. Let's go to Joe on Pat's Future. Joe, thanks for calling KJ and Lions. You're on the air. Hey, what's going on, guys? Joe, thanks for the call. Yeah. So, uh, two things real quick. Uh, pay-per-view last night. Uh, I totally don't think that was fair. Uh, Roger Goodell should realize that there's people like myself that are on Social Security cannot afford streaming services, right. let alone some of the basic cable services they offer. Right. Uh, and number and number two, as far as the Patriots go, I'm not a Patriots fan. Um, I think it took them a long time to get where they went to get all the Super Bowls they had. I think Tom Brady and his receiving core and everything was a big part of that. I don't think Gerard Mayo is going to be the a one or two year answer. I think it's probably this is probably going to be like a at least a five or six year rebuild. Joe, thanks for the call. And Joe, while I would never point you to the dark side when situations like that happen, definitely talk to some family members that can point you in the direction when it comes and, to these games. Yeah, and, and I think look, can they be a playoff team next year? I think so. But to get back to being a Super Bowl yeah. team. Like if you look at them, but that would be putting at, the cart before the horse, would it not? Right. Well, because, your first step is you got to get back to the playoffs, right. right? So, but I think so. Like when I look at the teams that I look at as real deal Super Bowl contenders, the Ravens, the 49ers, teams like the Chiefs, even the Eagles, the Cowboys, like the Patriots are, you know, two, three, four big steps behind those teams. Now, are they close enough to the Steelers to make the playoffs, like the Steelers did this year? Yeah, yeah, they could do that. But I think the Super Bowl piece. That might be, you know, two or four, three full years before they get there. I think if they're able to get the quarterback situation squared away, I don't know if it's Caleb Williams, I don't know if it's Jalen Daniels, but I would, I'd be interested in those two before I'd be. So if I said I had one, two, three, I'd probably say Jalen Daniels one, Caleb Williams two, Drake May three, right? In terms of my choice for the Patriots, if you could turn that around, I can't see why this team couldn't be a six seed. Right, right. that's what I'm so, like Houston, right. like, and I know Houston won their division, but like, I, right. the model you should be looking at if you're the Patriots is Houston, absolutely. Like, young coach who's pretty good, really good defense that was probably already you know in the neighborhood of playoff caliber, which right. I think the Patriots is better. That's a whole side thing. But then you bring in the young quarterback, you have some young pieces, you win the games you need to win. Boom, you're in the playoffs. Right, and think about it. No superstar receivers. 
they, they've got Devin Singleton as their running back, and what we remember him in Buffalo is they're the reason why Buffalo couldn't get over the hump. Right. So clearly there's coaching. D'Amico Ryan's yeah, Slovic, getting something right out of those offensive guys. coordinator. Right, right. So you that's why I wonder if there has to be some infusion of fresh blood. Some of these, one of these kind of these, these brainiac guys on the offensive side of the ball, somewhere one of these assistants, maybe even the assistant there in Houston, to come in to pair with Mayo to get to the current NFL with a with a more mobile quarterback. Let's just call it what it is. That's what it has to be. And then you can deal with the receivers later, right? You don't have to have all-star guys to get separation. And you can get the separation sometimes by just extending out the pocket. So if you can do that, maybe there's a revitalization from Tyquan Thornton. Maybe there's a veteran that's willing to come in and play with, say, a Jalen Daniels and say, you know, we can turn this around. They got a defense. We'll be in games. That's the thing. In the NFL, same thing with the NBA, but especially in the NFL. Once you get to the playoffs, these potential free agents start looking at these other teams and seeing what they're doing, and the one thing they want to see is a quarterback who's willing to get them the ball and who's young, and I could get open. (laughs) Just buy me a little time. I could get open. and. That's, that's what the, the model. Patriots need. That's what right. you that's should what the be Patriots looking. Need. That should be the model. If you're a Patriots fan, you want to say, how can we get back to the playoffs? You should be looking at the Houston Texans and saying, that's probably our quickest path back to getting to the playoffs. KJ and Lions will take your calls and your text next here on the air. W-E-E-I, thank you so much for hanging out. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is KJ and Lions. KJ Carson and John Lyons right now on WEEI. Yeah, Joe, let that rock. Dun, 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 dun. KJ Alliance, WEEI, 617-779-7937, text line 37937. Let's go to David in Florida. Thank you so much for calling. Hello? David, you're on the air. All right, let me just get you off speaker. There we go. Uh, I got a, I got a quick rules question first, and I want to get to the Patriots. Okay. If there's, if there's an, I mean, an interception in the end zone, and the and the and the guy just downs it, it's a touchback. Yeah, it's but supposed to be. If he, yeah, if he if if he intercepts it and tries to run it out of the end zone and then fumbles the ball, and it's recovered by the by the offensive team, is that a touchdown? Uh, where yes. does he fumble the ball? Yeah, if they get in the end zone, yes. He, fumbles, he yeah. fumbles the ball in the end zone while he's trying to run out. Yeah, if he's making a move and he crosses the goal line, the ball is back in play. So anything that happens in an opposite direction would be a touchdown. No, yep. but he doesn't. No, he, he fumbles it before he leaves the end zone. So say he, he, he intercepts it in the back of the end zone. And he's and not he called, and he's not blown out. down, and he's not blown down. Yeah, and he's still yeah, in the end zone when he fumbles it. Yeah, because if the ball goes out of the then, end zone, then it's it's a fumble, yep. All right, all right, all right Joe. Yet, yet another, now, yet another question to go. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, now, now with the Patriots, I mean, what just reeks is just like you guys have all been alluding to, and I don't know what's going through Kraft's mind is that a he hired uh, Mayo, the coach, before 
before hiring the GM. And in general, I am just so sick of this movement, of this trend to, to, to hire these young coaches. I mean, when we were all kids, your head coaches were 50, 60 years old. They had they went through the whole process of moving up in the, in the organization. Now they are, I mean, it's like they're so concerned with the future that they, that they don't take care of the present. And I mean, yeah, Mayo, I mean, as everybody says, Mayo's a great guy and he's very articulate and he seems, he seems very in tune with things, but he has no experience. And uh, I mean, so Joe, let me ask you, the, let me ask you this. If Mike Vrabel was the assistant that had a deal in waiting, but Mike Tomlin gets fired and is let go. Do you want the Patriots to talk to Mike Tomlin about the job before hiring Vrabel? I would definitely hire Tomlin before before, before Vrabel. Wait, what? Vrabel already has head coaching experience. I don't know what you mean. Right. Uh, Joe, thanks for the call. Uh, John, let me ask you this real quick. Do you think he yelled at a Nimbus or Cumulus cloud? I'm not sure. <laughs> I was kind of I was wondering where he was going with the rules question. I thought there was going to be a larger point. Yeah, for behind a second, that, I look, it was a totally the young coaches point. thing though. Like Bill Belichick was in his mid forties when the Patriots hired him. He right. was in his thirties when the Browns hired him. Like just because like Sean McVay has won a Super Bowl in his thirties. Kyle like, Shanahan, that like, whole tree. Isn't Nick that Sirianni still in his late thirties and he was in the Super Bowl last year and lost by three? Like, do I, look, I understand. I I get it that you want guys with experience. Okay, I I, I really do, but. Like they got to get that experience somewhere, and if they're really good, then they're really good, and they you know, deserve you know, the you shot. You know, it was a great comp to what's going on and how you have to look at these young guys. I was living in D.C. when they when the, during the Rex Ryan years. It was just absolutely. I'm sorry, Rex Grossman years. But Kyle Shanahan was the coordinator. Sean McVay was on that staff. Oh yeah, Bobby Slovic was on that Bobby staff. Bobby Slovic, right? So all of those guys who are these underlings at that time have gone on to be some of the faces of some of these winning franchises, and they're young. Washington and they, got zero of them. Right, and they were a horrible team with a horrible quarterback at the time. Let's go to Louie in Fall River. Louie, thanks for calling. KJ and Lines are on the air. How are you guys doing? Good, thanks, thanks for the call. Thanks. for uh, Thanks. I think you asked me, I think uh, Houston's going to win a Super Bowl this year. I believe that. Is that a belief, or is that like something you would put money on? I'm going to put money on it right now. I'm going to go to the casino and put them to win the Super Bowl. I think it's like six thousand dollars to put up a hundred or two hundred. I'm not sure what it is. So probably like a three three thousand to one odds, something like yeah, that. Yeah. Yep. So you. Yep. So do I you? So so let me ask you this, Louis. Do you see there could be a correlation between what Houston is doing and what the Patriots potentially yep. could do? Yes, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yep. They need a good quarterback. Then they're going to get a young one. That's what they got to get. That guy's really good. Louie, thanks you know? for the call. Tim in Hanover, thanks for calling KJ and Lines. You're on the air. Gentlemen, love the show. Thank you. Hey, I just want to say uh, I'm so glad. I'm thankful also at the same aspect with uh, Belichick, what he gave the city and uh, state of Massachusetts and everything else, you know what I mean? But time to do our thing because it was so much dysfunction. It's going to be good to see some normalcy come back. And the thing is, too, I think Mayo will do a good job. And I'm a Mac guy. Believe it or not, I never gave up on this kid. They never gave him the chance with the proper tools and the ability to do something. That offensive line is the only thing right now, other than getting some wide receivers, that we really need. we gotta, we got to make it a foundation. So they give not just Mac, the running back, a chance to, uh, to gain stuff at the beginning. 
and have Mac do his thing. This kid's got the goods. Now we'll see if he gets the shot, which I know he'll be there. I'm hoping they give him the chance to play, and he'll show you he's a quality, quality quarterback. And a lot of people are going to be second-guessing until they see what happens. The defense on last, the last thing to say, the defense on this deal, the defense is going to be stout. They had the injuries. They're going to bring back one or two other guys to add to the mix in case someone gets hurt. And then they're going to be a solid team. They won't be Super Bowl, but they'll be playoff bound if they get the right pots and pieces. Thanks for the call. John, real quick before we go to break, Mac Jones still the guy. I don't think so. I just, I, I think it's, and now that Bill's gone, I think there's more of an opening, but I just don't, I, I think he probably wants to go somewhere else, and I think he might be better off going somewhere else. And honestly, too, you could like Mac a lot and still sit there and say, oh, Jaden Daniels is a more talented player, <laughs> like coming yeah. out at the third pick in the draft, too. Right, because it's almost like, did there not, was there not some at least placating to what the issues were with Mac? You said he needed a real coordinator, got him a coordinator, didn't work. Yeah, like I, I think the caller has a point. They they never yeah. gave him enough to really succeed after that first year. But still, uh, but I, how much I feel did like, he earn? Because it felt like he wasn't even a leader in the locker room. How, Do you think Mac is a leader in the locker room? No, not now. No, definitely. Do not. you think he ever was? Man, not really. I mean, maybe it's tough when you're a rookie to be a leader. I mean, maybe okay, he's a little bit of a rookie of that, since since Devin McCourty's gone. Do you think he's been a leader? No, that's a problem. Yeah, and that's why too. And also too, you can just flat out look at it and say we think Jaden Daniels is a better player. Or Drake mm-hmm. May is a better player. Or Caleb Williams is a better player. Like so, I think that that could the fact that you're if you were picking twelfth, then maybe you'd be even a bigger path for Mac to come back. But you're top mm-hmm. three, so KJ and Lions. We'll get to playoff tree. We'll talk about the uh, NFL playoff games that have been happening. We'll do that next here on Weei. Thank you for your calls and text. Third hour up next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend four point four hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.